freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. A, Mike. On Seattle Sports. Power through the Alaska Airlines studio. Heward, not exactly Joe Cap there in the pocket. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, I said we we're going to try to hurry here, Brock. We've got 11 buy or sell topics, and we'll try mm. to get through as many of them as we can here in just nine minutes uh, before uh, yeah, before we have other things to do. And we'll we get gonna... to it. All right. Look, you know what? I'll stop talking. Shh. Let's buy or sell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, sorry. Buy or sell. Kyle Shanahan's seat is warming up. Sell. Next. I'm not going to say anything about it. I don't think it's heating up. I think he and John Lynch have a tremendous partnership. I am deeply curious who his next D coordinator is going to be. Yeah. is it, I don't think he makes a movie makes yesterday unless he knows. Maybe a Mike Vrabel. Maybe a Bill Belichick. No. Maybe a Pete Carroll. Stop. No way. No chance on it. Um, certainly the latter two guys. Maybe the first one. Uh, I'm going to sell it also. I don't think his seat is getting Sold caught at all. In the back road. But it did feel, look, a little blamey. It did feel a little bit like, oh, let me get yep. the attention off of me and onto something mm-hmm. else. It felt a little scapegoaty, so mm-hmm. didn't love it. And I don't think it's warming up, but it might be the first crack. It felt in the armor. a little Seahawky fourteen, a little Atlanta yeah. Falcony after their. Like it felt like, ooh, now you see why you mm-hmm. lose a Super Bowl. It's hard. Some losing ensues. Okay, hard to come next, back from next. that. That's only one. Here we go. Ten more. Sorry. Buy or sell Marco Gonzalez as the departed player the Mariners will miss the most. That's what Shannon, who Shannon picked when she talked to us. Yeah, I'm going to sell that. <laughs> I, I, can I put Paul Seawald on that list still? Or is no, he does not? No, that was mid-season. As, that was mid-season. I mean, it was. It, it was, was mid-season. It was, it, was, it was straight deadline. I'll uh, allow it. You'll allow it? Well, if you'll allow it, it's definitely Paul Seawald. I, I think having that sort of consistency near the back end of your bullpen would be very helpful for this group as well that is good and and incredibly talented but very young. I think the guy they're going to miss most is Teoscar Hernandez. Mm. He carried them for much of, you know, the mid-summer, late summer Mm. of the season. That's a good call. I think they're going to miss Teoscar. I think they're going to miss Mark Lowe. You don't just replace (laughs) relievers like that. Okay, Justin Topa, that's who I got. I'm going to stay consistent with my Mark Lowe and go Justin Topa. You know, I, actually, you're a sneaky one that I, no one I, will mention. Tom Murphy. I'm yeah, going to say Tom Murphy, one. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say just a backup presence, a great dude. Good hitter. He, he man, when he He's got a much hot, better hitter couple, than the he guy was they have much, now. Uh, yes. So I'm going to say Murph. Yeah, I, I like your Topa answer, but because I really like his game, but that guy's got a messed up arm. His strikeout percentage was well below everybody else's. If there is a reliever that is likely to have a downturn or get injured next year, he's the guy. So as much as I really do love him, I'm right there with you. That's a pretty good deal they got there. Bro, we, we got nine more. Right? Right, we got a lot of work. Right, let's go. Let's go. All right, buy or sell Russell Wilson signing somewhere for the vet minimum, as Dan Graziano says is possible here. Mm. I think that he's a veteran that teams would look at because he's going to be very cheap. He's got $39 million in guaranteed money next year from the Broncos, and there's offset language. So any money he makes from a new team, the Broncos would get back. So And he can't make any more money unless he gets more than $39 million, which is extremely unlikely. So mm. you can maybe sign Russell Wilson 
Wilson for a veteran minimum deal, assuming the Broncos do cut him, which by the way, if they do, and they make him a post-June 1st cut, it's only 35 million dead on this year's cap. This is so unfair. You just use 40 seconds of our time with Dan Graziano. Yeah, but also, bye. Bye. Yeah, that's what he's going to go for. It's going to be a minimum, but it will have incentives. I mean, it's going to be a minimum deal, but if he gets a team to the playoffs, if he's a pro bowl, or if he hits certain escalators, like he's going to have some incentive money in it. But yeah, I would buy that, that on paper, it's going to look like a minimum deal. I'll buy it too. All right, Julio Rodriguez joins the 40-40 club in 2024. I got to sell so. that, man. As much as I would love to see it, and he's Sold capable of it. In the back row. It's a really, really tough club to join. 30-30 yep. again? Yeah, He was, absolutely. what, 30, 32 and 37 last year? It's really hard to get to 40 home runs. He's capable of doing 40, and he's capable Gosh, of doing 40 and doing both in the same season. Really I think hard to do. I think he's capable of 40 home runs more than he is the 40 steals, even though, as you just said, more 37 last year. Because I think you're going to protect that body At some bit. point, his steals yes. will start to decline. Look, yes. that's only happened a couple of times, right? A-Rod did it. Jose Canseco did it. A couple other guys. It's very rare for a reason. Did Acuna do that last year? He did, too, right? I don't remember. I certainly would believe if he did. Check me on that, Justin. Check yes. me, but I think Acuna he did. Last year. I, yep. I gotta I gotta sell it only because the odds are always gonna be against a number like that, but yep. he's perfectly capable of it. Cosine. Rock, I'm pretty sure he was in the seventies on stolen bases. Who? Acuna? Acuna? Oh, it was ridiculous. Seventy three. Yes. Wow. Seventy three steals? Yeah. That's it? Nuts. Mm-hmm. Absurd. All right, buy or sell. The Seahawks will have a screen game in twenty twenty four. Sell. Buy, 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 buy. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> Bye, 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 bye. Uniforms, I can't do it. Sold in the back row. Can't happen. Bye, 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 bye. I love the way that Roger Rosengarten described the offense. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. He said something, you know, because I point to the shifts and the movement mm-hmm. and all that pre-snap stuff, but he kind of almost said it was like a blur. He just loved playing in this movement offense that put defenses on their heels. And, you know, they were constantly moving and constantly shifting and the screen game effective. Think how effective the screen game, because I'm going to call a little bubble screen a screen, how effective that was to Jalen McMillan in that Pac-12 title game to set the table for the rest of it. And an O-line coach background and a new O-line coach, they're going to they're gonna have a screen game. I don't even think I would know what it would look like, Brock, bye, so bye, I, bye, I have bye, to bye, sell because I've never seen anything like it. All right, this is one from Justin. Buy or sell, KJ actually ends up going to the Ludacris concert with us. Second rule, she's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten. I knew he was just being nice. Yeah, he was being nice. Too. I don't think KJ nice. wants to go yeah. there with us. He's, he's yeah. being nice. Yeah, sell that. In the back row. I mean, he goes vibe. to the Muckle Shoot with Moro already. Justin's the nicest guy ever, so he would absolutely. Well, he gets paid to go to Muckle Shoot. With yeah, but yeah, he would still. But he would still do that. I mean, we could pay him to come with us to go see Luda. <laughs> do you think he could get He'd us come Luda as a guest? Do you think he could? He has any? Justin, you go sleeveless to Luda, like the person out there in the newsroom. Question. I don't think so. Will you be like a look at me at Luda? I don't think so. That's because good. of salt, kind of? Yeah, it's like I don't want to embarrass my friends. You know how it right. is. Okay. You won't wear your yellow tux? I'll be a chameleon with this, right. this, this experience. All right. Uh, buy or sell. Kyle, buy or sell, not shell. <laughs> Kyle Stanhan's explanation here that um, the players and, and him not really knowing the overtime rules didn't matter. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. 
Didn't change anything. No, he's the one who didn't seem to have a clear understanding of what to do. I mean, the players, forget about them. That that audio video that surfaced yesterday. Right, the Mahomes. Of, of the entire Kansas City bench being like, yes, Did oh you my God. See the other footage, the close up of Mahomes' face when he yes. says, we want the ball. Right, like, yes. Like really? On the field, like a. Okay. Did he just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a Shanahan protecting his players. You want to do what? Yeah. Well, no, I think it's Shanahan protecting himself. Uh, that's, He's yeah, the sorry, one that's who doesn't have the right info. Himself yeah. because I mean, I think that. a coach is going to say, does it really affect, this is kind of to, to a hitting coach in baseball. Mm. Does it really affect, or do you got to go out there and still do your job? Do you still got to make a play on fourth and one? You Steve do. Wilkes, do you got to call a better pressure on fourth and one? Like on fourth and one, if you call what KJ said and what I would have absolutely co-signed on, you bring edge pressure, you force him to get the ball out, you do not let him dictate terms. But can't both things be true? Yeah, but they Shanahan can. kept talking about a third possession that he was never going to get because right. he didn't seem to understand they would have gone for two. Well, he would have like, gotten it with two field goals. So he was planning for something that wasn't going to happen. He's also planning for something that's never happened before in the history of the Super Bowl. These rules in place for a situation like this. So I think I give a little benefit of the doubt to Shanahan and all of that stuff, but it's a bad look. I think he got it wrong and other things factored in more. Yeah. All right, this one's from Justin, too. Gertie will turn Salk into a runner over the summer. She does like to run. She loves to run, man. I mean, we're talking 60, 70-yard bursts like Roger, or are we talking (laughs) two miles around Green Lake? I don't know whether she can handle three miles yet, but I'm going to guess eventually she'll be able to run pretty darn close I can see Salt breaking a stroller out and letting her run for some of it. I've done that many times. You think think I've never a runner? I ran half marathons. I know. I said back into a runner. No, you didn't. No, I don't see the word back in here. (laughs) Don't lie to the people. Don't lie to me. One of the very first times, Salt, that I ever saw you in the wild. doesn't say back here at all. Okay, sorry. In the wild. One of the times I very first saw Salt in the wild was a morning. Uh, Green Lake, I was at a stoplight and Salk was standing on the side of the oh, road yeah. air guitaring. <laughs> what? Running around Green Lake. Yeah, it's a true story. You air guitar while you I was run? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's Salk. I hate running, but I do it. I hate it. I get like, And so any music I can listen to to try to like make myself hate it less, distract myself, and I like to pretend I'm in a music video or like in a concert, ah. and that helps me. Uh, Were helps you wondering, is this a homeless person doing oh, air right. guitar? Or that did sounds you know a little bit a like a look at me thing. Uh, that's what I was just saying. No, it's guy. not at all. I <laughs> I wish nobody would see me, but I'm just trying to make it through something yeah. I absolutely hate. With. Not close to 11. What did we get? Four? Uh, no, Six? we got like seven, I think. Oh, okay. we, did, we did pretty right. well. Right. Yeah, somebody says bulldogs are not good to jog with. Believe me, I know. Now, she's a Frenchie, and she seems a little more athletic than some others. The problem jogging with a Frenchie is that every once in a while, they just stop on a dime. Yeah. Like, you're running, you're running, they're fine. And then they're there fine. goes stop. your patella. I'm done. And you're, you're like, well, you can't just stop. We're there on, goes your on Achilles. There goes your Achilles. Yeah. There goes your patella. You're done. Well, or there goes, they get like dragged forward or something. Yeah, so. not good. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to give you guys everything you need to know. Uh, we've got Ranked coming up here in 35 minutes. It's Brock and Salk. CL Sports on 710, clsports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, today will be an interesting one for the Seahawks. Are the uh, chances that they make any d- big decisions to cut anybody likely? No, I would say probably not, but certainly not out of the question. Question one would be Geno Smith. Are you going to bring him back for another year? His contract becomes guaranteed tomorrow uh, for next season. KJ Wright says, yeah, you bring him back. Geno Smith is going to be the starting quarterback week one of the 2024 season. There's no doubt in my mind. What he brings to the table, even with his contract, 
he's not just destroying you when it comes to salary cap. And what he brings to the table on game day, compared to what his contract is, yes, I fully expect Geno Smith come Friday to still be on this team. Okay, I think he's probably right. The other question is, Jay, is Dre Jones, is he going to be back? If you want to try to sign Leonard Williams to a contract, do you have the money mm-hmm. for both? KJ was not quite as sure on Dre Jones. This will be hard for me to see. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I look at the, the product on the field. I look at the playmaking on the field. And it's just, I need more. I need way, way more. I need dominance. I need you to throw linemen to the ground. I don't want to see you on the ground on run plays. You know what I mean? And so I expected, when we did sign them to that country, I expected dominance. I expected a lot of playmaking. Yeah. And um, I didn't see enough to say that we're going to go forward in this next regime. Yeah, I think they'll both be there. I don't think we're going to see any news, any breaking news, any headlines from ESPN. I think they will both be around. I don't think their contracts are going to be altered. I think there would be too much dead cap on Dre Jones as well. We can get into this a little bit more. I got a little compare and contrast with him and Justin Matabuike, who had a career year there in Baltimore. And he is also one of those top 20 free agents, though they may take him. And as far as Gino goes, I think I might go so far as to getting, if I'm wrong on this, getting a tattoo both on my rib and on my hip like Mora has. Wow. I, I think I'd be willing to do that because I feel <laughs> that's... Gino's not back. Correct. I feel that strongly that nothing is going to come in the news over the next 48 hours. Okay, but does that the same as Gino will start game one for the Seahawks? No, I'm not quite there. You're not quite at the tattoo I'm not quite, level. I'm not quite there. All right, I just wanted to check. Yeah. It'll be a uh, big day, though, for John Schneider as he will join Wyman and Bob at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Make sure you were listening as uh, that will give us a pretty good clue into what they are hoping to do this offseason. Here's the second thing you need to know. Pitchers and catchers working out today. We talked to Ryan Divish in the last hour as he was down there and giving us the play-by-play as Taylor Trammell walked by and Harry Ford walked by. Just kind of giving us the uh, the lay of the land and the he beautiful He basically weather. gave us a buff dude report. I would say that's fairly accurate. Um, those are just some of the position guys that are there already. And, uh, you know, look... The beginning of this offseason was an abject disaster. The last couple of weeks of this offseason have been a whole lot better. Aaron Goldsmith on with Bump and Stacey yesterday says they should be right in the thick of things. I think as long as Julio Rodriguez is a member of your organization, which, of course, he will be for a long time, you have to go into every year with the expectation of, at the worst, being a wild card team. In other words, you have to go into every year with the expectation of making the playoffs. Who are the other five or six top players in baseball with Julio? Well, Acuna. Go into the, every season, playoff contender in Atlanta. Uh, tr- well, Trout for a long time. I don't know if you put him there anymore just because of the Judge. injuries. You but... go into every single year, your playoff contender with Aaron Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, you should be a playoff Betts. contender. Yeah. I mean, now obviously some Juan of those organizations Soto. have more stars around the superstar than you do. Atlanta in L.A. and maybe now New York with Soto as well. Paired with Judge, but the point is a good one. I think that is fair, that if you are of that ilk and of that talent where you can carry an entire team, and as we've said a bunch, and he's already there throwing with each row yesterday. and have to be there till Monday. He's already there with a number of the position players and have been for the last 10, 12, 14 days to, to make sure that it's not just, hey, man, we start February, whatever it will be, 19th. No, no, no. We started February 1 to make sure we are all well ready to go when this thing kicks off. Just for uh, your uh, edification, Fangraphs has Julio as, in terms of expected war, Uh huh. Well, number 
number three in terms of what they're expecting. Uh, Acuna and Soto are the two guys they have ahead of them. And then Tatis, Rutschman, Betts, Gunnar Henderson, Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez, and Andres Jimenez, sort of the rest of that group. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Here's the third thing you need to know. Unimaginable tragedy in Kansas City yesterday. 22 injured, guns fired uh, at the Chiefs' victory parade. 11 of those victims were children. There was one death, a local radio DJ named Lisa Lopez. Uh, kudos to the civilians who tackled one of the alleged gunmen. That was pretty amazing until mm-hmm. peace, uh, police arrived. Uh, until then, Brock, the day did seem to be more about, you know, some drunken players. Willie Gay was rolling around in the streets shirtless, and Travis Kelsey was doing his thing, but... Yeah, I, I do wonder how many more parades there will be mm-hmm. after something like that. Yeah, or what kind of safeguards are going to be put into place and, and make sure this doesn't happen again. Just yeah. just brutal. And what were three, three different ones arrested? Three three different men arrested? I, I know there were three gunmen. Were all, have all yep. three been and found? I'm not sure. I'm I not believe sure so. Oh, yeah. That. I think that all three were out. Right, good. Yeah. Uh, Kraken will be in Boston tonight. And yes, Caitlin Clark is going for the record. She will be on Peacock tonight to uh, try to break that true record held by Kelsey Plum. That's true. everything you need to know, quarter past every hour, yes? True or false? Yes, true or false? False. Well, I think you're going to want to say true on this Darn one. It. That Macy is a little concerned that Molly likes Caitlin Clark's game and Caitlin Clark more than Macy Heward's game. She's a little, Macy's a little taken aback that Molly is so excited. It's really? must-see TV. I got to watch Caitlin. I got to oh, watch. Are they and... both playing tonight? No, thankfully oh. they're not. Yeah, thankfully they're not. What do you think Molly would watch? <laughs> she would watch her dog. Are you sure? Uh, no question about it. No question about it. I but think Caitlin I'd rather is... watch history. She can see Macy play again tomorrow. Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's only one chance to watch this. You know what Caitlin kind of reminds me of is it, a little bit like Steph Curry at Davidson. Where you're like, this is just different. And then mm-hmm. when Steph got to the league and you're like, this dude is just transformative. And I really hope we see the same thing with Caitlin over the next five to 10 years. It was why it was so unbelievably sad, the loss of Kobe Bryant four years ago, because he was becoming one of the biggest empowers of women's basketball mm-hmm. with his own daughter, who was an absolute star at her young age and everything else. And man, he was all over and building facilities to further that. And I think you're going to see in Caitlin Clark's Salk over the next 10 years, <laughs> you're going to see a lot try to do it. Ball handling ways that hadn't been done before. Shoot yeah. from logos hadn't been done before. You know, Steph changed a lot of the game, and I think Caitlin will do the same when it comes to the I think she's game. changing it more for the better than him, unfortunately. I really – I like Steph, but I hate the way he's changed the game. I think he's made the game even worse than it was before him. A but, watching product? Yeah, just as a viewing product. It's brutal. Yeah. I mean, just watching everybody try to imitate him and just pull up and shoot from wherever yeah. is a really, really tough watch. But Caitlin is such a great passer. Oh, my gosh. Her ball handling is off the charts. I mean, she yeah. just – She's a blast to watch. I will be really looking forward to doing that tonight. All right. Uh, We'll come right back. It's not just John Schneider speaking today to Wyman and Bob at 4 o'clock. The coordinators are all talking today. The Seahawks are starting to move forward. That's next on Brock and Salt. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. 
It's going to be a very interesting sports day today, that's for sure. In addition, you know, here in Seattle, of course, you got the Kraken playing this afternoon in Boston. We talked quite a bit about Caitlin Clark, who goes tonight for the record, the all time scoring record in women's college hoops. That will be uh, this evening on the Peacock Network. Peacock! Peacock! And uh, we talked to Roger Rosengarten about his recovery center that Salk's going to go join him in tomorrow. We'll go ahead over there <laughs> shortly. And then uh, I should also mention Tiger's plan today uh, for those who are interested in that. Tiger's going to be out on the course this afternoon at Riviera in L.A. So uh, an opportunity to go see him. He's only playing a couple of tour stops a year, and this is going to be one of them because that's sort of his tournament. So, uh, yeah, you got a chance to see Tiger. And catchers are reporting and more positional players will be on their way. I mean, it is fun times. And then at 4 o'clock. Who says February is a slow time in radio? Quite the opposite of that. At 4 o'clock, you're going to have John Schneider on this on these airwaves. I know Bump and Stacy are going to have uh, Adam Durde today as well. So he's going to be talking along with the other two coordinators, Jay Harbaugh, the special teams coordinator, and uh, the guy that we talked about with Roger Rosengarten. And of course, that's the new offensive coordinator for the Huskies mm-hmm. as well. So what a, what a, Ryan Grubb, what a what a crazy all kinds of different directions <laughs> sports day you got today. Yeah, did you like that word that uh, that that Roger used a bunch describing Grubb standard? Standard. I reached out to a few other former players as well, and I heard a little more than standard. <laughs> I heard intensity. I heard demanding. Uh, honestly, the comp that I would make in that way from a lot of these players, from my life experience of being around Ryan Grubb, listening to Ryan Grubb, and obviously I spent a lot more time around Peyton, but that word demanding, Peyton was demanding on people. And, uh, and he, you know, at times was hard on people, but everyone respected him because he was that way on himself. You got Roger talking about that standard when we asked Roger Rosengarten this morning about uh, just, you know, the adjective or with the thought that comes to mind when he thinks of Ryan Grubb, he didn't really hesitate. Yeah, when I think of Coach Grubb, I just think of uh, standard, you know. Coach Grubb sets a high standard for that offensive room, and it doesn't matter if it's um, the receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, or the offensive line. I mean, everyone's held that same standard. And I I, I think that's why we had a lot of success, success and why Coach Grubb has had a lot of success here in the past. And, yeah, I think he sets a high standard for all his offensive position coaches too, not just the players. I mean, when you get a coach that does that, he's going to be very productive. Just compare and contrast. Maybe it's not fair, but I don't care. I'll do it. It's some kind of crazy like that. Compare and contrast that to Jackson Smith and Jigba talking about Shane Waldron. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it wouldn't have to be that hard. I mean, what comes to your mind? Is this live? Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to, to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, uh, <laughs> oh. this, is, this is live? Yeah. <laughs> We're not live. We're not live. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty different. That's a pretty different answer. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah, what did you like about his offense versus this one from Roger Rosengarten? Yeah, um, I love the fluidity, fluidity and uh, the motion of it. You know, um, we were always kind of the up-tempo, um, kind of fast-paced, kind of attack mindset offense. Um, a lot of moving parts, uh, like you like you guys probably seen, a lot of shifting, motioning, pre-snap, um, just a lot of eye candy for defenses, a lot of different pitches that were shown. Um, and it really just kept defenses on their heels. And uh, when you get a Heisman-level quarterback back there um, slinging it to um, some crazy receivers, some uh, special things can happen, to say the least. Man, I can't tell you how much I love that. You challenge me, Saul. 
and I wasn't really even that that scared. Like, I, I knew that Roger was awake. I texted him at 6.30 his time. He gave me a thumbs up, like, right away. I knew that he was awake. You were nervous. Yeah. Right? You had you had Vita Vea thoughts. Vita Vea, <laughs> Chris Polk, <laughs> uh, Michael Penix. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, you, you had some of those thoughts, yeah, some of those memories. It wasn't just, uh-huh. It's not like it was just one. I uh-huh. mean, like, there have been, like, five. But Roger buried those. Roger buried those. Like, he did a lot of pass rushers mm-hmm. over the course of the year. And right there at the end of it where he said we had a lot of pictures. We showed him a lot of pictures. And it just put those defenders on their heels. The opposite of what KJ talked about yesterday with this offense. It was predictable that you knew what was coming. Here's a pick. And, and gosh, and when you think about watching those Husky games, Salk, even the struggles in the championship game, I love that they were always in attack mode. Mm-hmm. They were always, okay, we're going to line up in this. Show me this. And then we're going to move to that. And then we're going to shift to that. And we're going to motion to that. They were just constantly the ones, as you know, my favorite word, dictating. Conf- just consistently dictating the terms and you're going to react to me and you know after in responding to jackson shane waldron's comments again i was on that chicago radio station i was better on shane than i was on caleb because i'm like there's just not a command you never felt like he was authority like this is who we are this Mm -hmm. is what we do this is our core principle man we are going to be a fluid offense and you're going to have to deal with us too often it was like uh line up and well, you know, we're going to show you this and, you know, we're going to be in 13. There was some creativity at times. There's no question about that. And he is a smart dude. And it's why he's got another coordinating gig. Right. But there was never just the authority that in attack mode that we are in charge and you got to deal with us. Yeah. And I love that the most about this system. And will there be transition? Sure. Is he going to have to, you know, learn how to, to relate to, to grown men and professionals with guaranteed monies and bank accounts? Absolutely. It's a little different. But will it change the standard to which he's going to set and they're going to aspire to? I don't mm. think so. What uh, on the other side of the ball? I mean, we, we've talked a lot about Grubb, and obviously we've talked a lot about what McDonald himself will bring to the defense. Correct. But we haven't talked a lot about Adam Durde because, no. well, we don't know a ton about him, for one, but also maybe because it feels like, look, they're just going to be running McDonald's defense. So what is the role of a guy like Durde coming in? Substantial. No previous relationship. Like what what does that look like for him? It's substantial. It's what KJ said. He's got to hold the attention of that room. Mm -hmm. Now the British accent helps because you (laughs) got to tune in. Got to tune in and listen. A a bump, man. I hope you kind of well versed. Dude, I had a, I had a, I had a, a dream about that last night. Did you? Of like, yeah, because we had that whole conversation with KJ about like, needing to really pay attention when somebody with an accent is speaking. So you're kind of leaning in like, yes. what does he say? I don't really make sure I pay attention. Uh-huh. I had a dream about that. Yeah. Well, unlike KJ, you asked KJ a question. Did he ever have a hard time understanding? Your boy did. Oh, I believe that. Oh, yeah. Your boy did, especially his rookie year. Now, I quickly assimilated. Let's be very clear. Because that's how you are. Yeah. Because if I went down to the South Salt, can you imagine my Southern accent? Like as I assimilate down to this different annoying. environment, it yeah. would be incredible. Yes. So I, I was sitting there. And there was Peanut. Peanut was from like the tough parts of Jersey. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the toughest town in New Jersey? Patterson. I don't know. Yeah, right there. That's exactly what it was. He was from right there. And then uh, and then he was a great kick returner. And then he went to like Georgia Tech. He was an awesome, dude. But he talked a million miles an hour, and it was like a northeast hardened like wool. And then we had Logan, and he was a linebacker, and it was as if he had I don't know. Eight marshmallows in his mouth with a southern accent. 
And, and then Karsten Bailey in my rookie class, who was Southern, like country Southern, uh, receiver at Auburn. And the three of them were having a conversation right next to me. And I couldn't, I was like, oh my gosh. What's happening here? What, is, what are they saying right now? <laughs> I mean, I had had the, you know, the chicken English. Um, uh, is that, no, did I screw that up? Uh, with a lot of the Polynesian guys in the Pigeon. Hawaiians. Pigeon English. Yeah. So I had caught on to some of that in college, but we didn't have Southern and we didn't have Northeast and we didn't have any of this stuff from Puyallup to the UW. So I was, yeah, I was captured. And I think Stacy and Bump are going to be today when they get their day on. I, I think Stacy will be a good bump. I hope your ears are open, man, because you, you know, you've got to listen. And, and I say all of that because KJ was right. You're the D coordinator. Mike McDonald's not coordinating those meetings, Salk. He's not holding the attention of the defensive whole group. He's going to be the head coach. So he's going to have to have a level of sure. He's not calling the actual signals on game day, but he's going to have so to be an absolute game day, by the way. Oh, he is depending. He could be up and be another set of his eyes on the field. Uh, for him up in the booth to see everything there is a lot how does that relationship work i mean those guys don't know each other right nope. i mean he's coming in from a different system he was in dallas last year with what the you know the success yep. that they had with that defense yep how, how does that work with two guys that don't really have any sort of repartee already gonna be a lot of time on task gonna be what mike mcdonald told us when he sat down with us you're gonna see us out there at the otas and it's gonna be a different vibe than the one that we had seen over the years you know all of them are all first-time coordinators NFL level. Sure you are. Yeah. Sure you are. That's why it was hard for me yesterday when you said, "Hey, what would their record be with a different coaching staff and all the same everything else the same?" It's like, right. I don't know that I feel comfortable saying they'd be any better with Correct. all of these guys being new to their positions. And that just because they're, really, they're going to be bad, but what I'm sure. supposed to bet on them being great right off the bat? And you can't have it both ways, Bob Stelton. You can't you can't have it both ways. You say, say that because that's what Bob often says. Bob loves to People say that. People should know that. But yeah, you're not and, telling that to Bob. And I can't, in one side of my mouth, say there's no substitute for experience. And on the other side, say, oh, they'll be just fine when they have none of it together and none of it in a game. So there's going to be a learning curve. There will be mistakes. Inevitably, there will be mistakes. But you know what? Pete at 72 made mistakes. And uh, the old Denver Broncos coach, Sean Payton, this year had just a couple amazing guests. Kyle Shanahan's been on task for a long time. And would he like to have that decision back as far as overtime and winning the toss and what they were going to do? You bet he would. Mm. So there's going to be a learning curve. I'll be fascinated when we're out there at OTAs, when we're out there at training camp, watching how different that is. I told you the other day, I bet you they're on headsets. I bet you that, you know, because that's what Grubb and DeBoer had so much success getting together, being on the same page. I bet you we'll see a little bit of that to some degree. What that looks like, who knows? But I bet you we will see more simulated situations, more team environments, more good on good. So you put your coordinator and you put your head coach and you put your OC in these positions like, hey, man, we got to react to this. I know that's what I've seen in college for first time head coaches in college or or play callers. And how do they do it? Hey, man, there's no script. We're not having the script. You know what? This period, this team period right here, instead of everything scripted, there's no script because we're going to have to react to one another in real time like we're going to have to do on game day. And, uh, you know, unlike college salt, that's got a lot of hours in the spring, right. got a lot of time with players in the summer, got a really six or seven weeks of training camp where they can do a lot of it. This can come real fast because you get, what, 12 days on the field, maybe 15 when you're a new staff, then you get training camp. <laughs> But it's going to come in a hurry like this offseason. A bunch yeah. of these moves are coming out. Well, and if you really are trying to instill everything that he wants, I mean, the biggest thing KJ said would be different was actually discipline. In the fall, the, the, the most drastic difference would be the discipline. Mm. We would see a disciplined football team, hopefully. What about personnel-wise? Personnel-wise, 
Well, yeah, that's 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 trenches. That's the trenches. Uh, we spoke about Draymond Jones earlier. I don't I don't think he fits the style. Leonard Williams mm-hmm. is the style. I look at our three guys in the in the middle, center guard guard. Something got to happen there. I need that alpha male. I need some presence. I need a big mm-hmm. solid dude to really. Third and one, we run it behind you, Larry Allen. Mm. Yeah, so he ended up, I mean, I kind of led him into the personnel stuff, but his first answer was just they're going to be more disciplined. Yeah, yeah, going to have to be, and they will be. I mean, that that is, I, I would agree with that. When I look at the button-up nature of Ryan Grubb and absolutely the entirety of his of his system and mm-hmm. the core philosophies of everyone, look at Mike McDonald and the, and the details within his system as a young guy, they will be. Now, does that mean every decision that's going to follow that will be <laughs> will be perfect? Absolutely not. There's going to be some of those bumps in the road, but yeah, they will be buttoned up. And uh, I liked his answer too. You know, KJ went further in that. He's like, "You got to just knock people off the ball, and you got to just knock people off like both sides of the ball. You got to have knockback. You got to knock people off of their off of their spot." And uh, we will see more physical camps because of that. And we will see, I think, a whole bunch of different personnel on the interior of that offensive line. And uh, and adding some components and pieces in that front seven. Chicken English. Sorry, pigeon chicken. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Well, look, I, I say up. like this though, right? It's a vulnerable time for a lot of these young dudes. You feel me? They don't be taking care of their chicken right. You feel me? So when y'all done, you go ahead yeah. and take care of yourself. So while y'all at it right now, take care of y'all bodies. You know what I mean? Don't take care of y'all chicken. Yeah. You feel me? Don't take care of y'all mentals. Is that what you meant? See, me and Marshawn, once again, totally similar <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah. You remember when I, I tried my I pigeon English? all the time, yeah. Remember when I tried my pigeon English on Brandon Lee? I do and remember. You were, I was you horrified. Horrified. It was pretty awful. It, Maura and Justin, this was year one, 2009. <laughs> Brandon League, relief pitcher. He and I, that, you know, same page. And I started in a little pigeon English. And Salk looked at me like... And I think he was even shaking his head. This I can't even work. like imagine what you're referring to. I don't do it, but uh-huh. I like it's just yeah, it's sort of like a Hawaiian. Oh, from the windward to the leeward side. Yeah, it's like a Hawaiian stuff way like of that. speaking. And Brock does well, it, and it's very I do very awful. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around. Not for appropriate. It. Really, really, really terrible. And generally, what I would recommend when he starts doing something like that is don't even Get say anything. Just walk out and leave. You don't want to be there. Oh, you, you know nothing about a holly cuss. Yeah, you don't even no, want to like out. accidentally <laughs> condone it. Just walk away and leave in yeah. that moment. Oh, There's no so upside. Let's rank. <laughs> Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Sock. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. See, more that'll get you to want to hit the ranked button. The moment Brock starts speaking in pigeon English, like, save us. Let's have ranked. That would be better. Or I just want to leave in general. <laughs> Why would you want to leave? Do you, would you leave in a cloud of smoke? Oh, right, why are we ranking smoke today, Justin? Smoke. Smoke rank. Smoke rank. Smoke rank. Don't want that smoke. Nobody does. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we have for smoke today, Brock. <laughs> I want whoever. I want all the smoke. Whoever, whoever, whoever. <laughs> That's Jalen Ramsey attempting to say I want all that smoke. Can't hear it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, don't worry about that. Tough recording. Uh, this is from the Sublime uh, album Secondhand Smoke. Pretty good album, actually. Man, yeah, it is. I like that. Sublime's gonna make probably another appearance on here. I'm imagining. They may, they may in the top five. 
Yeah, I would say they'll make their way back in there. Greta Van Fleet. being a black smoke or a Greta Van Fleet fan mm-hmm. actually not that's, bad that guy's voice is just not bad it's good they're just Led yeah. Zeppelin but yeah. it's, it's I liked really the first good. one it was Led Zeppelin but yeah but hey whatever man like they're making what are essentially new Led Zeppelin tracks like how do you Fine. not like that I, I like Wolf not, Mother I gotta like Greta Van Fleet it's not like Led Zeppelin's making anything you know who, new. who else's voice is good this is what I sound like that's what you sound like oh when I do my pigeon English, is what I stop? Stop. <laughs> Please stop. What is stop. happening? Please. Is there style smoke in that song? That's island no. style for crying out loud. He's just trying to get, he's, he's continuing he's on the, the pigeon English. And when Kyle Brown comes in and sings some of the lyrics to island style, you will love at it. it. He's really good at You're it, actually. <laughs> Kyle's good at it. You're not. What are you doing? Are you going to have to do it tw- twice in two days? First, Amy Grant? <laughs> nah, Amy Grant I'm sticking with. Secondly, Ice Cube. I know. Now, <laughs> I didn't put this one in there either. Motley Crue. Oh, I had Motley Crue for that one. Just give me a chance. Wow. Oh, you did? I did know that one, yeah, yes. Good. Nice job. Nice uh, Two-stroke cold smoke for all my snowmobile fans how, out there. How about that cold smoke scotch ale? Oh, that I know you don't from like, Missoula? but it's no. good. I don't like that. I like it. How much do those old two strokes actually smoke? <laughs> well, a lot. bit. I love. Oh. I, I love the smell of two strokes. Ugh. How about? Uh, <laughs> you should. How about smoking Jay Cutler? No <laughs> smoking Jay. <laughs> I like smoking Jay Cutler. The picture of him doing like the Heisman pose with the Carkness cigarettes <laughs> instead of the football. Whoever photoshopped that out. Uh, you got up and a lot of movies. Up and Smoke, Cheech and Chong, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, let's see. Smoking Aces. Yeah. Smoking aces. Thank you for smoking. Smokey and the Bandit, of course. Oh, the Ballard Smoke Shop? Yes. That's a cool bar. That's uh, old, old Ballard. Maura, you, the- you have an e- ever have an era as a bartender where you were a smoker? No. No. I hated it. I had an era where I worked in a bar before they banned smoking. Oh, you mean the good old days? Disgusting. <laughs> You can see the nicotine ceiling. Thankfully, that only lasted like a year. You got the Justin, tr- Justin, you ever roll a pack of smokes in your white T-shirt there in Libby? <laughs> up, up in my sleeve, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. You ever roll your own? <laughs> and I was more of a long cut guy. So, so you got mm-hmm. uh, the chain smokers. You do or don't? No. Uh, they're not really. Yeah, they're, I don't really call them a band. Bro, of course, you got Justin Smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, the smoke motive. I know you're going to get there eventually. You love that sign, man. I did at the time. Boy, did it not work out. Mm. (laughs) It did not work out at all. Uh, It's not in the name of the song, but certainly in the chorus. Fair to say, Justin Justin Smoke may be one of the dimmest that we tried to talk to. Multiple yes. times? Yes. I mean, there have been a couple football players on the same level. Yes. But, yeah, Justin was not um, verbose. No. Oh, did you, have you guys ever been to, to Nice like, guy. Goose nice. Creek, South Carolina. Nice guy. Free from Goose Creek. By the way, really nice community. I showed yeah. you some like pictures and video of uh, Logger Days and Libby, and they do the boxing on the big log. Yeah. Yeah. They also do an event called The Smoker, which is like an exhibition boxing in an actual boxing ring. Wow. Whoa. The smokers are That's pretty good. fun to watch. <laughs> All right, well, let's do the uh, top five smokes. Smokes ranked number five. Only you 
could prevent forest fires. That, of course, being Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear, number five. Brock, uh, number four is really for you now that you are a smoker guy. Yeah. With your Traeger. Yeah. So uh, number four are the smokers, whether it be the Traeger, the big green egg, whatever kind of smoker people like. Number four is for you. You know what? I'm going to smoke some ribs. I screwed it up for the Super Bowl. Yeah. What's up with that? I just, I wrapped them, which was really dumb. So I'm going to actually, when the show ends, we're going to tape with Bryce, right? Yep. So you're going to let me know when that's going to happen. And uh, I'm going to get back and I'm going to yeah put some uh, put some herbs, get some extras. I'm going to do it because I did a very poor job Sunday. Sounds pretty good. Yep. So it's a cocktail smoker. Yeah. I oh, do. Yeah. 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 Maura got me a cocktail smoker for uh, for Christmas. And then I found out so did Heather and I felt bad. Yeah. And Heather's, neither of them are returnable. <laughs> so now I have two cocktail two smokers. Cocktail smokers. <laughs> so if anybody's looking to smoke a cocktail, you come by my house. I can do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, right. Smoking Monkey on? Pizza in Renton. I've never been there. Good. You should go. All right. Number three. Smokey Robinson. Thank you. On here, right? Had to. Still looking good, by the way. He does. On that We Are the World. Especially because he's like 104. Mm-hmm. Pretty eyes. Yeah. I mean, not Julio not eyes. Julio eyes. That's not like a character. Nobody got okay. Julio eyes. I didn't say anything about Julio. It's not like a character way. Uh, all right, that oh, was. I hate the two five three says more. It feels like Salt puts way more into ranked than he does his actual show prep. Am I right? <laughs> I don't put any prep into ranked. I just do all this off the top of my head. All right, number two. Oh, we went with the toys version. Yep. Not Sublime. Do the best you can. Are you going to see? By like the that. way, see, speaking of smoke and. That's, yeah. Are you going to see the Bob Marley movie? Probably. I think so. It looks pretty good. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't want to see it. If anybody's seen it, 8669793, you let us know. It's good. <laughs> what about the it's... Thank You for Smoking movie? That's I good. mentioned that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Dang. That's a pretty good movie. I like that. What's that guy's name? Aaron uh, He's Yeah, Aaron Eckert. He, yeah, he's in uh, Dark Knight. I like that movie. Uh, I think number one should be fairly obvious. It's one of the all-time classic guitar riffs in all of music. Oh, Song this is brought? I sure do. What is it? Better yet, who sings it, Brock? What's the name of this song and who sings it? Don't worry about it. I'm gonna worry about it. <laughs> I know the song. Oh, you better know this. I'm gonna worry about it. I know it. the song. It starts, I'll give you a clue, it starts with smoke. Mm-hmm. Smoke in the water. Bye. Hey. Skinner. Deep purple. Yes. Yes. Darn it. Almost at it. Uh, we got South multiple texts telling you. It's just Smokey Bear. There's no the. First name Smokey, last name Bear. Smokey Bear. Very concerned about that. Really? Little Smokies? Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you. Is that true? Hey, make sure, uh, huh? Maura, Jess, make sure when you see Kyle, have him sing Island Style. It's amazing. He does it too. Oh, I've heard it. He does okay. do it pretty well. Yeah, no joke. All right, we're going to turn it over to Bump and Stacy. They're talking to Adam Durday today. John Schneider's on with Wyman and Bob. We'll be back tomorrow with Stacy of Bump and Stacy and Bryce Miller mm. and reaction to all of the coordinators and John mm. Schneider speaking. So we'll see you guys mm. at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, the hay. Barn, barn. See everybody. This is a chopper!